You're listening to A Glove for the Game, a boxing podcast dedicated to bringing fans the latest news with in-depth analysis. My name is Caleb. I am a lifelong boxing enthusiast, and I'm excited to share my thoughts with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Glove for the Game. Um, we have a, not so much news to go over, considering that there were no fights last night, but there is still some boxing news and rumors to cover. And just to make it interesting, at the end of the, all the news, we're going to go over my top 10 pound-for-pound fighters in the world right now. But let's just get right into the news. All right. Firstly, earlier this week, Bo Mack, uh, te- the trainer of Terrence Crawford and Christy Bank Jr., was arrested for possessing a gun trying to go through the airport in, in Manchester to try to come back after Chris Eubanks' win over Liam Smith. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think he has a court date coming up next month, which we'll see how that plays out because Terrence Crawford has a fight against Errol Spence that will happen before the end of the year. So Bomack has to get back in the U.S. to help train Crawford. Otherwise, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm sure they'll Crawford would figure it out, but this is Bomack's been his guy since day one. It will be hard for uh, Crawford to adjust to a new training camp like that. And that would be a really interesting thing to see how, if that could affect the fight in any way. But that's all on that for now. We'll see how that develops in the future. Next, Jermel Charlo came out earlier this week saying to for asking Terrence Crawford to leave hit to leave us alone. When he says us, he refers to himself, Charlo and Canelo. And he encouraged Crawford to go fight Boots Ennis, which I wouldn't mind seeing Boots Ennis fight. And I don't think anybody else would mind that. But it's interesting that Jermel Charlo uh, seems bothered by Crawford calling out both Canelo and calling out uh, Charlo himself. May, is it Charlo ducking? I would think that Charlo is just afraid, but he's moving up to weight classes to fight Canelo, so I don't think he's so afraid of losing. And especially because if he fought Crawford, he'd make a major payday. So I wonder why he's doing this. But I think still from the back of my mind, I think he is just ducking Crawford. He's afraid of Crawford. And he, so he'd rather him see him fight someone else and not come to his division and hunt him down. But so Charlo, I think, is afraid of Crawford, which is reasonable after he watched Crawford and destroy his buddy Errol Spence uh, in July. Next up in the news, Shakur Stevenson versus Frank Martin, which we were talking about, uh, I believe, two episodes ago, is now off. They had signed it and agreed to earlier this week for a fight uh, in November, but it has been canceled just because Frank Martin backed out for no apparent reason. Now that is real ducking a fighter. Shakur Stevenson claims he's the most ducked fighter in boxing right now. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a false statement. I think I don't think Vasily Lomachenko was ducking Shakur Stevenson when he said no to the fight. I I don't think he's afraid of Shakur Stevenson. I think uh, for other reasons about the loss to Haney and stuff that he does that he's lost motivation fight as we discussed a couple episodes ago. But he wasn't ducking Shakur Stevenson. This is just blatant ducking. I mean, Frank Martin has a chance to become world champ, but just backs out for no reason. He doesn't mention an injury. Doesn't mention anything. He has been he hasn't talked about it, and now we're all left to wonder why. But instead, Shakur Stevenson will be fighting Edwin de los Santos, which is an interesting fight, I guess. I mean, Shakur Stevenson is going to dominate. Santos hasn't fought anybody. Uh, if you look at his record, there's, he's fought a few guys with solid records, but like no name, no notable names. This should be a walk in the park with Shakur Stevenson, who, whenever this fight happens, uh, Shakur Stevenson will be crowned the WBC champ. And then hopefully we get to see somebody not duck Shakur. We'll see like Devin Haney fight Shakur. That would be an interesting fight to see, hopefully, if that, if that ever happens. 
Speaking of which, Devin Haney's fight for Regis Prograis has now switched dates to a early December date. It's they claim it's imminent. I think just Devin Haney wanted to move the fight so that it wasn't on the same day as Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. And speaking of Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou, Fury has recently come out saying that next up he wants to fight John Jones, which is absolutely ridiculous and again horrendous to the sport of boxing. Tyson Fury could be fighting Alexander Usyk. Should, that should be the only thing that's on his mind. But instead, he accepted a fight with Francis Ngannou, and now he's calling out John Jones. It's absolutely ridiculous. He had like, how is he still the champ? I think that if he really tries to fight John Jones, he should be stripped of his title. I don't think there's any way for it, any way around that. Tyson Fury is not boxing boxers. He's not. He can't be a boxing champion. It's just not fair. I mean. When he was asked about Alexander Usyk and being undisputed, he said it's never been his like it's never been his priority. Um, like unless he only will do it unless maybe he will do it if Alexander Usyk takes a small percentage of the money. But if he wants a big pay, he's just gonna say no because he thinks that, as he says, that Francis Ngannou is a tougher challenger, and of course, obviously Tyson Fury just wants the money, but. Tyson Fury can do all these stupid fights if to make the money if he wants to. That's fine, I guess. But he's not allowed to be champ like that. He has to be stripped of his title. And we're about to go over my pound-for-pound pound list, which, spoiler alert, Tyson Fury is on my pound-for-pound pound list. But if Tyson Fury were to move on to fight John Jones after fighting Francis Ngannou, I would immediately take him off my pound-for-pound pound list out of protest. It's just ridiculous that, uh, that a heavyweight champion is going out and doing... Uh, I don't even know if it's an exhibition. It goes on his boxing ring, but doing fights against MMA fighters instead of fighting for the... There's one clear fight for Tyson Fury right now. It's a fight for Undisputed against Alexander Six. The clearest fight, one of the biggest fights that can be made in boxing. It's so obvious to be made, and he's going around fighting MMA fighters. It's ridiculous. So if Tyson Fury truly goes on to fight anybody other than Alexander Usyk next, I mean, unless they're a boxer, then I'm going to take Tyson Fury off my power pound list. But... Since that's all the news that happened this week and there was no fights last night, let's just get right in to my pound-for-pound pound list. Coming in at number one is Terrence Bud Crawford. I think this goes without saying. Everybody, it, it should be, he should be number one on everyone's pound-for-pound pound list. He is the first uh, male boxer in the history of the four-belt four belt era to become undisputed in two different weight classes. He's ran through the division. He made Errol Spence, who is an incredible world-class fighter, look like nobody. He took Errol Spence, who is an incredible world-class fighter, off my pound-for-pound list. That's how good he did. And it was just, it was an incredible performance. Terrence Crawford is by far the most skilled and best boxer we've seen in a while. Number two uh, was Nayoa Inouye, who is an incredible fighter, three-division world champ. Now, recently moved up to junior featherweight, fought Stephen Fulton, the best fighter in the division, in his first fight at that weight, and made it look so easy. It had Terrence Crawford not had such a good performance against Earl Spence, Nio, in a way, would have been my number one pound for pound, because no one expected it to go like that that fight. I mean, maybe I, I predicted a Nio, in a way, win, but not the way that he did. He made Stephen Fulton look like nobody. It was just an incredible, masterful performance. Nio, in a way, is a scary fighter, and I would not be surprised to see him become the undisputed at junior featherweight in the few in the by the next year if he gets this fight done with marlon top uh, he will be 
undisputed, and he'll prove himself and move up again. Nayo Inoue is a world-class fighter who's shown time and time again that he deserves to be at the top of the pound-for-pound list. Number three is Alexander Usyk. He is he was a cruiserweight undisputed champion who fought, he fought everyone there because he fought in that World Boxing Super Series. He did the best he could to the cruiserweight and he became undisputed. He moved up to heavyweight. He beat Anthony Joshua twice. He has three titles in the in the division and he could have had the chance to fight for four if Tyson Fury had not decided to fight Francis Ngannou. So Alexander Usyk, definitely a world-class fighter. He shows he's a true student of the sweet science, and he's just such an incredibly technical fighter and so impressive and so fun to watch because just the way he breaks down his opponent, he is a world-class fighter. And this will hopefully next year get the chance to fight for the undisputed title, but that depends more on Tyson Fury than it does on Alexander Usyk. At my number four spot, we have Canelo Alvarez, who's been at near the top of this list for many, many years now. He also a world-class fighter who's been fighting for a long time, since he was 17. He recently lost to Dimitri Bivol, which definitely hurt his case. But it's hard to move him much lower than number four just because of how much he's done and how he's still at the top of his game. It's hard to take away from him, even though he lost to Bivol, because he moved up to light heavyweight. Light heavyweight just too big for Canelo, and it was tough. Coming in at number five, you have Dimitri Bivol, who got shot up in this list after beating Canelo Alvarez in incredible, dominating performance. But again, Canelo was big. Canelo was fighting a little bit above what he normally does, and I think that definitely impacted him. But Bivol is a world champion. He's He's been clearing through his division. Hopefully next up we'll see him fight Archer Betterbiev to unify the, the light heavyweight titles. But Bivol is still an incredible fighter. He deserves to be at the number five. Number six is Tyson Fury, who is an incredible skilled fighter who wants to fight MMA fighters. But... Right now, he has yet to fight an MMA fighter, so he gets to remain still pretty high on this list. He has an incredible record. He's been fighting through before his uh, break. He was dominating the heavyweight division. After his break, he's been dominating the heavyweight division. He is just an incredible fighter. He's, got, he's incredibly defensively so fast for a heavyweight. It's just he has great, great skill. He would he would be higher on this list, but again, he's only dominated through one division. So pound for pound wise. He doesn't go so high up, but despite that fact, and he only has one title, but besides any of that, he's just such a good fighter, you, and he does so well through in the division, he gets to be high up on this list. Next up at number seven, I have Devin Haney, who is the undisputed lightweight champion, who is now going to move up and fight Regis Prograis at, at junior welterweight, and I don't imagine that will be a very difficult fight for Devin Haney. Regis Prograis' last outing was not an impressive performance by any by any stretch. Devin Haney will breeze through that and become a multiple weight class world champion. He's undisputed. He defeated Lomachenko, even though I believe he Lomachenko was robbed. Haney still did well. He kept the fight competitive, and that's impressive in and of itself. And he still has fought through the lightweight division and done incredible. Hopefully, next up after fighting Regis Progress, he'll come back down to lightweight to fight Shakur Stevenson, who will be the champion after beating, assuming he beats uh, Edwin De Los Santos, which I don't imagine. It's hard for me to see that he won't win that fight. And number eight, Gervonta Davis, who has been 
been incredible through his entire career. Recent coming off the biggest win of his career against Ryan Garcia in dominating fashion. Even though he's not a world champion, uh, he's just so good. He has to be on this list, and soon enough he will be a world champion. He'll be fighting the Haney. He'll be fighting Shakur Stevenson. It he's going to be a champion soon enough. But he's that good. He gets to still be on the list without a world championship. Number nine is Shakur Stevenson, who just moved up from junior lightweight to lightweight uh, recently. And now Shakur Stevenson will be fighting next up to for the WBC lightweight championship. Shakur Stevenson has proven himself as the, one of the best offensive boxers in the game, if not the best offensive boxer in the game. He's incredible skill. The reason he's not higher on the list is because he's yet to prove himself against a top a top tier fighter. But Shakur, I don't imagine Shakur Stevenson will. But when Shakur Stevenson does fight the high level fighters, I'm sure he will perform just as well, and he he's totally capable of beating any of these other top level fighters. At number ten, I have Archer Betterbiev, who has three of the four titles at light heavyweight. He's an incredible power puncher, and it's not he doesn't just have like a one punch knockout power. Archer Betterbiev just breaks the opponents down. Every punch hurts. And that's how it goes. It's not like he just has one punch power like Deontay Wilder. But anytime he hits, it just breaks him down slowly and slowly and slowly. And eventually they get knocked out. He's not higher on this list because he's a one division. He hasn't beaten anybody incredible. Um, he's still proven himself to be a great fighter. But he will move. he'll certainly move a lot higher on this list if he fights and beats Dimitri Bivol, hopefully, next year. But that's my top 10 rounding out. Thank you all so much for listening this week. Next week, hopefully there'll be more news to talk about. But yeah, this month of September has been a pretty weak uh, month for boxing. But at the, towards the later half of September, we have some bigger fights. September 23rd, we have Xile Zhang versus Joe Joyce. And of course, September 30th, Canelo versus Jermel Charlo. So that'll be exciting things to talk about. But until then, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next week.